We are live in three, two, one. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Well, it's going great. How's your day been, Chris? Oh, I was, I was talking to the fans. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but it's gone pretty well. How's your day going? It's it's honestly been really good. Had a good productive day at work. Had some nice, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like a almost like a Chipotle bowl, but you know how Chipotle doesn't have ground beef? It'd be like that, but if you had like taco meat in it instead. Yeah, I actually didn't realize they didn't have ground beef because I feel like I just get chicken or steak, mm-hmm. but that makes sense. I wonder if there's like a reason for that, if it's just like too basic or it's not like um, Tex-Mex enough or... Yeah, something. And it, they try to simplify their menu, I feel like. so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening, whoever's listening. But uh, <laughs> this, this episode of the podcast is being kind of led by me and chris doesn't know what we're going to be talking about no Um, idea so today i this this is something that's been a constant like um point of like thought and like reasoning throughout my life especially well not throughout my life basically probably from when i started college and it is how to navigate the workplace Uh, finding whether it be finding your career or just like you found your career and you want to like figure out how to do it better basically wow it's a good topic right there yeah it's a very very broad topic and i feel like i'm definitely going to be citing some professionals who you chris will have definitely heard of and people anyone listening may have heard of most likely um but it's going to be really kind of subjective like there isn't like I'm not going to be like 70% of workforce people who practice this every day are marginally happier. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's more kind of subjective things, but it's definitely going to be like, you know, I, I definitely have some citations and stuff, but it's more of like, um, I think it's going to be a little bit more fluid, um, not super down to the brass tacks, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you can speak from someone who's, had <laughs> I know where you're going with this. You've had your own experience uh, trying to chase happiness in a job, you know? Aren't we all? Plenty of times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, plenty is relative, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I've been through, for anyone listening, I've, uh, I think, let's see, one, two, three. I've been out of school for three years now, and I'm on my fourth fourth company. I think one of those companies could have been avoided, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, definitely. I've thought a lot about like what I want to do for work at one point. I thought I wanted to maybe become a counselor, but then it's like, counselors don't make that much money and you'd have to put a lot of the stuff, time and money into it. And so, yeah, it's definitely been something that's on my mind. Um, and I just kind of wanted to see what, uh, the professionals say. Yeah. Let's, let's dig in. Okay. So I, I think the way that I've separated this out kind of random and i think this could be we could probably do 10 episodes on this but just the general way of finding purpose and meaning in your work and then the second part of this will be finding what you want to do and then the third part of this this is kind of a more esoteric subject but it's navigating workplace politics i thought that was always interesting wow Um, so maybe uh we'll we'll try to shorten it but uh, this is going to be quick um, well, I'll do the first one pretty quick. So finding purpose at work, 
this section, I'm going to be citing Simon Sinek and Adam Grant. You know who both those people are? Starts with why. Yep, yep. Starts with why. Does he also have one called Find Your Why, too? Something like that. Or maybe he has a TED Talk on it, or I misnamed it. Yeah, and this first one is very broad, but it's basically, instead of just focusing on day-to-day tasks of what you're doing, um, you really need to kind of take time to ask yourself, like, what do you really want? And that seems so, like, easy, but, like, how many people have actually, like, taken a weekend and literally like just meditated on what do I want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then how many more after they do that for a weekend come to the end of the weekend and it's just more money, you know? (laughs) I mean, yeah, money makes the world go around, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that first one is pretty simple, but just like simply asking yourself, it's so easy to get caught in the day to day minutia of like just getting your work done. But like, what really drives you like what kind of a person are you and what do you want pretty easy um any thoughts there i guess have you taken this uh silent retreat to figure this out yourself okay he doesn't say to do a silent retreat but i'm just saying like that was kind of a strong example of like what you could do to help figure it figure it out have you it could be done no no. but i was going to say another example could be talking to a mentor um, talking to your friends, journaling, writing out all the tasks that you do in your current job and what you enjoy about your job and what you don't and figuring out a job that maybe would be more aligned. And this is all with the status quo that you hate your job or you want to move, I guess. Not hate, but you just want to move somewhere else. If you're happy where you are, like truly happy, maybe you don't need to do this exercise. But Yeah, at the same time, how many people are like truly, truly happy to the tenth degree i don't know i don't think that many i would say maybe i should have found a stat on that (laughs) that'd have been interesting yeah i guess the only part or i thought i had was i feel like if you intuitively know it you don't necessarily have to like like it could be something that you're just like oh i've you know i've loved doing this my whole life and it just makes sense and it's easy or it could be you know you have no idea and you need to spend a lot of time on it right Um, right but yeah so yeah maybe talk to a friend talk to a mentor just actually like ask yourself the question don't just listen to this be like oh yeah cool then move on like what do you want to do um and is where you're at right now it and if it's not then maybe start with why yeah just do it just do it Um, second one, this one is Adam Grant. I think it's kind of like summarizing give and take a little bit. And it's basically this idea that focus, focusing on like building strong connections at work actually makes you feel like you're having more of an impact and it makes you happier. I don't know. What do you feel like your, uh, thoughts on that? Or I I don't want to like ask you whether you feel like that is case for you at your work, just in case one of your coworkers (laughs) just happens to listen, like, nah, I hate those guys. (laughs) They're all a bunch of, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's actually, I think that's the book. Well, I could be misremembering, but Mr. Good made me read fresh, freshman year. Maybe sophomore oh, really? year. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I think it's easy to lose sight of too, especially if you're like, oh, I just want to get my work done. I have tried to plan some events and just like 
some kind of get togethers especially for me because a lot of the interactions are like through screen and I feel like it's difficult for me to read you know let's say I'm critiquing someone it's difficult for me to read what they're thinking Mm -hmm. if they're just like no that's not really a good idea or something it could be like done and said in a friendly way if we're in person but Mm -hmm. I take it as like oh they're mad at me or whatever so Mm. anyway all to be said I think the stronger your friendship is the less that occurs yeah and I think I've definitely been at companies where it really wasn't encouraged to become friends with your coworkers, or like it was there wasn't an environment where that could really happen so I guess you kind of have to be in the environment you can make that happen but it's it's there are some environments where there's less friction to make that happen too like my current job is great for that um, at least what I've experienced so far would, would you agree for y- yourself yeah yeah no I'd agree for myself and <laughs> and just to uh date this he's probably gonna be on a new company next month so this is end of uh, march so any of my coworkers are listening now i love, love <laughs> my company anyway continue on yeah um okay so that's just really focus on like trying just kind of like with your girlfriend or wife or significant other husband whatever it may be way to be inclusive you, you have to you have to work on that relationship. You got to work on your coworkers relationship, you know? So yeah, that's kind of part two, um, three, this one I feel like is definitely makes sense, but I think it goes against the grain of what today's society, at least, um, what the subreddit anti-work is against. I feel like there's this thing today where it's like, a lot of people are like, just do the minimal amount of work. Like don't do anything extra than what you're paid for. Mm-hmm. I think that prioritizing personal development is something that is really helpful. Um, I didn't write down who said this one, but basically taking the time to learn new skills, attend conferences or workshops, seeking out mentorship opportunities. Those like seemingly are like going above and beyond maybe attending a workshop or conference. But like the more that you like learn about what you do in work, like and the more proficient you become the more like you enjoy it you know yeah i'd say it's generally true i guess part of me i and i haven't gone to one in a while but i feel like i guess personal bias against conferences just because i feel like i went to so many where you know it's just the bunch of hype and then one guy got up there said some thing to try to motivate you to do something and then like you went to a bunch of workshops that weren't helpful at all and mm-hmm. like you got to talk with people i think that was the most helpful thing at conferences but the content of like personal development of yeah i guess the information mm-hmm. personally hasn't been that helpful but nonetheless hmm. good idea yeah i mean i guess you got to assume that it's a it's a, gonna be a good conference you know where you can learn yeah which i haven't experienced yet so yeah i don't think i've ever been to a conference but i'd like to go at some point yeah try it try it out let me know and i'm even thinking of like some of the uh just different technology providers i haven't been to any but some of them have these in my mind outrageous price tags probably because companies pay for them but like two grand to attend and then from people that have gone they've been like uh 
wasn't really that helpful. Like it's good for networking, but mm-hmm. so anyway. Isn't it outrageous by the way? Like I feel like there are some companies that like will spend so much money on the most like crazy things, mm-hmm. but then they'll give you like a three percent raise. <laughs> it's yeah. like what? Like you you'll let your salespeople fly business class, like ten thousand dollar airplane flight, but like you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. I think that almost every day. <laughs> every day it comes <laughs> to your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so kind of a somewhat of a transition. So those are like some things that you can do to kind of find meaning or purpose in your work. And that's kind of all those three things kind of starting with why, giving and taking, building relationships, and kind of investing in your personal development I guess one and three of those kind of assumes that you're happy where you're at or two and three do. And then one is like starting with why, but kind of building off of one again, there's this book that I'm not going to lie. I didn't read, but I kind of cliff noted it and it's called, it's called what colors your parachute. I've always wanted to read it. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Basically it's by a guy named Richard Bowles and it's first published in 1970, and I think it's one of those things where, like, they update it every few years yeah. to kind of be more current. Get a little bit more money out of this. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> not to the level of, like, textbook editions, I don't think, but... <laughs> Hopefully not. This book, basically, in the Cliff Notes version, it really encourages people to kind of build off of part one of starting with why to really nail down what their unique skills are. So for... Chris, you, what would you say your unique skills are? Just to ask. Yeah, I mean, I have innumerable unique skills. I would mm. say, first and foremost, probably just the ability to learn new things. So it's kind of a meta skill, if you will. But mm. I would say that's pretty much, I mean, at least in my most development jobs, that's the only thing that really sets me apart. I feel like this far in my career, I don't necessarily know skills that other people don't. It's like relatively standard, know the foundations of most things, but it's like the new new concepts and skills that I can kind of show more promise in. So, hmm. gotcha. So you, you don't, you can't even name like one or two. One or two what skills? Oh, that that is my skill to learn new skills. <laughs> what is what's one of the new skills that you've learned in like the last year uh yeah i mean to use terraform i feel like that was one where i went from like nothing to pretty knowledgeable uh kind of like the database being able to work with databases mm. really knowledgeably um in the past probably five months and then also i'm just working on just different machine learning things right now that have been, I don't know, it's been really good. Yeah. Side note on that. Like, so if you want to learn something and your job doesn't really allow you to use that, do you just have to like make it a point every single week or month to kind of do continuing education on the side to make sure you don't forget? You know what I mean? Uh, you're saying if like I don't use it at work, do I have to like keep it, keep up with it? Yeah. To still have. Yeah. Do you do that? I I don't know. I, I don't really. I'm trying to think of 
mostly I feel like I like learning something and having a pretty good base knowledge of it. And then as I need it or as it comes applicable, I look back at it and then it's like a way faster learn time. So, you know, Mm. first time it takes two weeks to learn everything. Yeah. Forget about it. Don't use it for a year. Next time it takes like a day or something like that. So. Hmm. So would you say you choose things that you feel like you're more likely to come across within your career? Not, I mean, kind of. Or I, maybe sometimes it's just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think, yeah, like right now, the machine learning, it's just like I enjoy it. And it's somewhat related and applicable. And I'm also trying to, I mean, I applied to master's and it might have like the one of the specialties I can pick is in kind of the robotics machine learning field. So I think all those things play into it. And I've also noticed if I enjoy it and like learning, I'm way more likely to actually spend time outside of work doing it. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. So that's kind of the unique skill thing side of things. The, the second thing kind of goes along with finding so you found what you maybe want to do or the type of work that you want to do computer programming or software engineering and the second piece of that is you can't just like like know that and then oh i'll just go to any employer that there's a software engineer position you have to find an employer that matches your values so there's like some charts like um it's called a flower diagram but it's basically a way to map out your values and your like unique skills and define like a company like a prototype company that you would want to try to like go to it doesn't it's not going to give you like the company name (laughs) but like you know what i mean yeah um so like what would be like your values that like would match that you'd want a company to at least somewhat match or overlap i i guess i i'm a little bit lost because i've never heard of this and i feel like most people would want similar at least on what they want the what they would want would be similar their skills would obviously be different yeah like yeah you go i was gonna say i agree i was thinking like okay like yeah there's this company that everything's the same but one company you have to get in at 9 a.m and then the other you have to get in at 7 (laughs) a.m which one are you gonna pick you know Mm -hmm. one value is getting in early and then one value is like not being as early so like i feel like most people are going to pick the 9 a.m one maybe yeah is that what kind of what you're referring to yeah that and it's like okay yeah we all want good company culture or we all want to be paid fairly or not Mm -hmm. be discriminated against it's like yeah there's i value those all but i imagine everyone does so yeah there's there's advertised culture and values and then there's true values right Right. Yeah, no, for sure. But it, I guess, are we comparing what we want? Yeah, like, so for example, I'd say I value a work environment that isn't necessarily work hard, play hard. Like, I, I value an environment that isn't like, yeah, we're going to grind 12 hours today and then, like, just go party afterwards. I'm more like, yeah, get in it. 8 eight thirty, and leave at 5 and work my 40 hours some people like i'd say a lot of investment bankers would probably not value that as much so i wouldn't want to work at an investment bank i'd probably want to work somewhere else that's just one value so like trying to figure out 
what your values are and then you can separate even workplace values and then you could separate just values values like I value uh, I don't know you could really get into like religion <laughs> and stuff but like I would more so say probably for workplace ideas but yeah I yeah I, okay I think I'm kind of following I, I mean I, I feel like there are very few people say 10% or less that even investment bankers or you know financial analysts and you know jp i don't know whatever people are working a lot i imagine they still value not working that much it's Mm -hmm. just like they're like well i also value the money you know yeah the money or the prestige you Mm -hmm. know but so i guess kind of wrapping that up like mapping out what your unique skills are what your values are and then what company would match both of those would kind of be the idea and I don't know. That would be kind of the main premise of what colors your parachute. <laughs> is could you give? I, I guess I'm still. Could you give like an example of like, you know, Johnny likes these things and has these skills, and this is a prototype company. Yeah, let me try to not do an easy one. Um, let's see. Johnny really values personal relationships, meeting with people, and competition. So therefore, and so that those are those are what he values, and his skills are kind of similar to that. He's really good at make building relationships. He's really good at you know selling. He he did that in high school or whatever. So maybe his a company that would match that would be a company that values competition that's really sales oriented that has a good product that you know he'd be able to um, that also has a lot of other salespeople that he can compete with i don't know i was just making it up on the spot (laughs) yeah no because like okay because like every company has sales right but like not every company has people that are in sales that really want to go all out and compete and you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, kind of makes sense. I feel like I might just need to see it at some point. Yeah. That's, and, and yeah. I'll and like I said, um, I didn't read the book, so it's kind of <laughs> hard for me to, to know exactly too. But anyway, have you done it yourself? The flower? Um, I don't, activity? I don't need to. I'm already perfectly happy where I am. (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs) But no, I have not. I have not. Anyway, um, are we coming on probably quite a long time, right? It seems like we've been on for a while. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it's impossible to tell because it just gives me... We're on 691 bars, so... Interesting. All right, let's just finish this. Um, Okay, so the last one... Sorry, y'all, if we're, we're coming on long, but th- I think this last one's interesting. Um, workplace politics. For me, I feel like this is more applicable than for you because my workplace is a little larger um, mm-hmm, than yours. For sure. But there's still politics in yours. You know, there's politics in every organization, unless you're a solo, sole proprietor, <laughs> I guess. But kind of the five main things that uh, kind of were cited. First one is Adam Grant. Building strong relationships. One of the best ways to navigate workplace politics is to build strong relationships with colleagues and coworkers. 
And this is kind of a way to surpass any level of like animosity towards anybody. If you're friends with them and you like them, you're less likely to kind of choose pick favorites. That's kind of the first one. Second one, staying neutral. It can be tempting to take sides in, you know, workplace conflicts or gossip. But, you know, this is from Katherine Crowley, co-author of Working for you isn't working for me and it's just basically saying like don't take sides in the office um any thoughts there Mm, yeah i like like both of them i think two two's pretty hard sometimes especially if you you know developed more of a relationship with one person than the the other one but i think that's that's good yeah and like I don't know how I feel about that completely now that I think about it. <laughs> it's like, what if one of the sides, what if it's like a pretty black and white issue and like the data points to one side over the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, that's different. That's like more of like a business decision rather than like a conflict at work or gossip, I guess. So that's fair. Um, the fourth one or the third one is pretty, uh, again, subjective, kind of like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, but being authentic this is she's really big right now Brene Brown talks about oh, wow talks about uh, being vulnerable and courageous at work and truly being yourself which honestly I can kind of empathize with you know I just joined this company a month ago and every every time we have lunch catered in the office we'll all go and sit down together and it seems like everybody really knows each other really well and I'm kind of the odd man out and I never really know what to say and I'm kind of scared of putting myself out there and like being myself with maybe whatever my humor I may be thinking of inside of my head. And it's kind of like hard, you know what I mean? Because I'm afraid they're going to judge me. If you are listening to this and you're a coworker, go up and say hi. He doesn't bite. (laughs) That's true. They do. They do a good job at involving me, but it's just, it's hard. (laughs) I just imagine like a big potluck with a long table. (laughs) And I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, everyone's eating. And then you're, you have your head down, hood up at the very end of the table. <laughs> right. Eating alone. Hopefully it's not like that. Right. No, it definitely is not. Definitely is not. Um, okay, the last one. I've actually read this book, um, so it definitely made sense to me. Um, Susan David, she's a Harvard uh, organizational psychologist, kind of same, same title as uh, Adam Grant. Susan David, she wrote the book Emotional Agility, and have you ever heard of it? I haven't. (laughs) So it's it's really easy in the office, and this is kind of connecting part two of this, which is staying neutral. She talks about, like, there's a lot of ways in which you can kind of get caught up in workplace, you know, politics, making decisions, and you can get caught up in what you think about people, what your thoughts are, and, like, arguments, but she really encourages you to just focus on the solution instead of like what you think of a person or maybe holding grudges just kind of like check yourself whenever you're going into like a a debate or a conflict situation i like it makes sense but uh yeah you're gonna say anything else besides that (laughs) uh nope nothing else to add on that one i'll have something on this next one i've been waiting now um that was it actually i thought you said there are five there was, but honestly, I skipped three, which was understanding culture. I kind of was like, eh. 
Oh, no, I have a lot to say on that one, actually. Oh, okay, go ahead. I think that's super important to understand culture at a company. What is culture? Yeah, it's honestly, I mean, some people get more of a frou-frou definition of culture, and it's just, you know, the way you feel at work, which honestly I kind of like. Like, it's a little bit out there, but it's just how comfortable you are and at work specifically and what, you know, how inviting and welcoming and all the things that are kind of included in that just general feeling of being at work. So, mm. Mm. Nice. No, makes sense. Culture's very important. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to, uh, tough thing is it's pretty tough to know about beforehand, which is why Glassdoor, if you have a bigger company, mm-hmm. I feel like I always... I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of incorrect review. you know, people just getting on there and not working at the company or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I feel like it's generally right, and I definitely follow it pretty pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, anything else before we kind of close? No, I think that's it on my end. Any uh, last tidbits for us? No, I think just, like, kind of going through this again, like, just ask yourself the question, like, am I in a spot that I am really enjoying? And if you aren't, like, life's too short. Like, maybe go through one of these one of these things. Read Simon Sinek's Start With Why or read the What Color Is Your Parachute and do the flower diagram thing <laughs> that Chris is going to do right after this. Yeah, make um, sure you tell me how to do it. Too. Yeah, and then once you do find, you know, your unique skills, what you really enjoy doing, and you've figured out what your values are, find a company that matches those. And if no company matches those, start your own business. Maybe. So. Yeah, maybe. And then, yeah, cultivate relationships. I'd say those are kind of the things that pops out to me, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's tough for me, too, because I feel like I've been really blessed with my past two companies all the way around. And it was hard, too, because I remember at – Cordero, one of the bosses was like, oh, it sucks that you're at such a good company, which he was like kind of being sarcastic, but he was like, you don't know what it's like to like work at a company that just, you know, is terrible. And I think he was talking about hours or something because mm-hmm. we had to work more that week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, everyone kind of laughed, but I was like, yeah, honestly, it kind of does suck a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. just to get that experience and grow through that, that hardship, but Anyway, just wanted to add that. Yeah, no, appreciate you adding that. Also, if uh, this does change your life, that's that's great, and we do want that and you to consider it. But if you're holding down a job, probably recommend starting starting slow and maybe getting a book, <laughs> and not immediately quitting your job unless you're in a position where that's safe to do and you want to. Yeah, if you have a. If you're single, maybe that would work and have a decent amount of savings. But if you got a family to feed, you know, <laughs> maybe not a good idea. Yeah. Or if you do, don't quote us. At exactly. Least. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, if you guys have any thoughts, questions, interact with us. What's uh, what's the plugs? <laughs> Logical Explanations Podcast at Gmail. Was a free Send us an email. <laughs> free domain. We do have YouTube still, I think, as... <laughs> I don't even know if it has a view, 
probably has to have at least one view. I think a bot views <laughs> <laughs> at least automatic. Honestly, I haven't checked it. Maybe it's blown up. But and then I think we also made a logical explanations podcast Twitter. Mm, but nice. I've never checked it. So neither. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll check it uh, yeah. in a week. And if you guys have, we'll pick one user who has messaged us and we'll message you for maybe a, a podcast topic. Whoa, yeah, there you go, incentive. All right, well, it was a pleasure, Chris. Enjoyed talking to you. Everyone be well. Yeah, I love the logical explanation of uh, workplace. Of course. Today. All right, peace. All right, we're out. Thank you.